Message, a podcast. I'm Jeff Pondertory. My business here is to, I guess, tell you my spiritual journey, but certainly not just mine, thank goodness. This, this is an opportunity for all of us to, to listen about the spiritual journeys and the, uh, the joys and the sorrows, but even greater joys of friends of mine, acquaintances of mine uh, that I know could tell their own stories better than I ever could. That's what we'll do here. And uh, I have someone to introduce to you today that I appreciate a great deal. Uh, his name is David Thompson. Uh, I met him years ago in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And uh, well, we'll hear about that here in just a bit. And um, anyway, uh, enjoy his story. Um, it Actually, he has many stories to tell. Um, but um, I, I take great pride in introducing him to you and you'll enjoy what he shares. And I will talk to you on the other side. Well, David, David Thompson, Make it clean, David Thompson. Um, you are a, an acquaintance of mine uh, in bygone days in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and uh, we crossed paths because my wife was associate pastor at Forest Lake United Methodist Church, and um, I was on leave of absence. And I, and I mentioned this in the in the last episode. I went on leave of absence. When we were in Tuscaloosa. My mother died, and Silly me, I needed some time to mourn that. Sure. As opposed to just kind of shrugging it off. So that's what I that's what I was doing, my leave of absence. So in the meantime, I'm attending Forest Lake as a regular guy and loving it. And uh and knowing it it's one of the places where I need to go to heal, basically. And I see this guy who is in the contemporary worship service, he's got his guitar. He's up there with with a bunch of uh, gifted musicians, and you're and this guy happens to be you, and you're leading worship. Uh, and let me let me let me just say this is that um, you always came across to me, and you still come across to me as a Renaissance man. And well, uh, yeah, I, you know, I used to say I wear my guitar. I don't really play the guitar. <laughs> I just wear it. Um, all right, so so people are listening to this. Let me just say this: David Thompson is a he's a writer, he's a teacher, he's a musician, he's a preacher, he is a father, he's a husband, he is what am I missing, David? <laughs> well, uh, I had an opportunity to model for Sears catalog, but it was so, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, I think you covered it all. Husband, also husband. So yeah, yeah. I, I did so, throw in that. I I, I want to honor right. Karen. Yeah, uh, it's important that you do that. Yes, because she's going to hear this. Well, she better. She better. <laughs> now look, look. Here's the deal. I sent her a friend request on Facebook, and she has uh, kept her distance. Maybe for good reason. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, she I don't know. If, I don't know if she can take two of us at one time. <laughs> <you know. laughs> that may be true. Um, and you and you also do you also do a. Um, a, a, a video cast podcast, wherever they call these things, on YouTube. What's what's the name of that? Never met a preacher like you. Never met a preacher like you. That's exactly right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So, um, what what else? What else do we need? What else do we need to know about uh, David Thompson, David? Before we get well, I, you know, I've been in the ministry all my life since the day I was I came out of the womb because my father was a Methodist 
minister in the Missouri West Conference. That's so, right. I had yeah, forgotten yeah, about I've that. been around these guys uh, at that time, was mostly guys, uh, all my life, you know, and uh, that could be the reason I am strange. But uh, <laughs> uh, but he was in the Missouri West Conference. He mostly served these little small churches. Back then, you know, Jeff, uh, most churches, Methodist churches, weren't, they were larger than 100 people. I mean, right. That was not a, we didn't have mega churches. Right. And so we served in the, he served in like the, down by the Ozarks. And uh, in fact, we, we, he did serve a church in St. Louis that had about 150. The parsonage was attached to the church. Sure. And when the church service was over, they cut through the parsonage to make my mother wow. <laughs> uh, so uh, it, it was just, you know, that, and, you know, and, and so, uh, yeah, like I say, I've been through with ministers pretty much all my life. Uh, Wonderful. I, you know, I, I think sure. that's what scared me from the ministry was I've been around so many ministers. Yeah. It, it's, yes, yes. See, and I, I maybe advantage to me is that I didn't, I didn't have that background. That's right. And so you don't have a, you don't think you have a leg. I didn't think I had a legacy to carry on. Now, right, if, right. if I followed my father on Pennsylvania Railroad, which would have been absolutely insane, I can't imagine doing that. That would be a terribly different deal. Um, but anyway, so so you grew up in the church, and uh, so, because a lot of what we do, a lot, a lot of this conversation is going to be in, in co- other conversations with others. It's it's a matter of spiritual journey kind of a thing. When did, sure. when, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this, when did... We'll put it this way. When did you realize you had, you had come to faith, or did you have an experience of coming to faith? Right. I think, uh, like so many people, this is so ironic, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I didn't. I came, even though I went to church uh, often, uh, I really came to faith in, uh, in a kind of a peripheral ministry, like so many people do. I mean, you know, a lot of people come to church at camp, or they go on a walk to a maze to come to Christ. Or, yeah. Uh, they have this outside ministry. They they go to church, but a lot of times they really, uh, you know, meet uh, come to justification at at church. And so I did it at a church camp. It was called Camp Galilee. I just felt like God was chasing me. I you know I didn't want to. I didn't because you know when you're a minister's kid, kid Jeff, they always ask you, "Oh, you're going to grow up to be just like your dad, aren't you?" Yeah. And, I, and I'm saying, "Oh hell no, no, no! <laughs> Please don't push me that way." And That's right. so. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, I really, I, I really came. To, I remember just outside. We were outside in the woods, a bunch of us, and I just felt God sort of pushing me along, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so, you know, I think uh, I, I think that was my first experience. I, I, I might have been eleven years old. I, I wouldn't call it a dramatic, you know. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't have those kind of dramatic things until I was much older, but. Uh, but I knew that God was with me from the get-go when mm-hmm. that happened when I was about nine or ten. Right. But there was somebody chasing me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I am and, uh, from heaven. Is that is that the, yeah. the crazy that's image? Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and see, here's the other thing: is that um, my father came out of this very structured Methodist tradition of you know idle hands of the devil's workshop, and you Ooh. know you, you, you know you behave and. Yeah, uh, and so uh, you know this this freedom kind of free spirit thing that I I felt like I was kind of born with. Yeah, uh, was really kind of held down because it was it, it was you know don't drink don't chew don't go with girls who do. You know? <laughs> yes, and thank God neither of us have. That's, <laughs> That's, true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> 
Wait for communion, I'd be, I'd be sober. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I, I was going to ask you something. But, you know, the, my, um, my nudge, let's put it that way. I grew up in the church. Um, there, there was a, um, and I mentioned this in, in the sermon a couple of weeks ago that I preached where I am now. And um, there, there was a um, lay witness weekend uh, at my home church in Baltimore, where I grew up, Methodist Church. And on that lay witness weekend, lay people were coming to our church to basically give testimony of right. encounters with God, um, their walk with Christ, just, you know, whatever. And, and it was done in small groups. It was done in worship services. And the intention was that everybody's got a testimony. Uh, and if you don't, uh, either you're not aware of it or... Um, uh, Maybe this is the weekend where you make a serious commitment. And so I was in the youth group, and I remember we were all, it was Saturday night, so this is drawing to a close. So everybody was broken up in pairs of twos and threes with the the late, the the minute, the minister to two ministers to youth, you know who those people are. They they came and and they broke up with the youth, and they're they're a bunch of cool people from West Virginia. And I ended up, was paired up with the leader of that ministry team for the youth. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember him telling a story about, about um, Barabbas. I mean, he told his own testimony and it moved me and all that. And I thought, well, this is, this is, wow, this is real serious stuff. Wow. And, and I was, what was I, a sophomore in high school, I think. And so he made a talk, story, he made it related to uh, Barabbas mm-hmm. um, at, uh, point of Jesus' trial, uh, and the crowd cried for Barabbas and Jesus be crucified. And I remember him reading that story, and I became overcome. And I, to oh. this day, I can't necessarily put my finger on what exactly happened to me, that deal. So those kinds of experiences are, are peppered all through our spiritual journeys. Absolutely, absolutely. There are, I, you know, there are times, uh, I, I guess what I, I think it happens in everybody's life, uh, uh, Jeff, where God says, "Let's come aside here a minute. Let's just you and I talk." Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just kind of a, and it, it doesn't happen to me. It doesn't didn't happen to me in church in a church service. Although I have seen it happen there, uh, it's just a kind of a private moment, you know, and everything just kind of goes away around you. Absolutely. You're just sitting there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So, and we we've we've all had those. Just powerful things. It's just wonderful. They're just wonderful. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, there, there. You ended up. Um, you told your, you're telling your story to me, and you know when I got to know you, um, you, you, you were at one point teaching, teaching at the university, correct? At, at that's uh, correct. Yeah. yeah I first, uh, I, I got my bachelor's degree. This, this is why I worked. Shows you how God was kind of guiding me and. Uh, you know, I didn't even know he was doing it. You know, I was like a you know chess piece just being pushed around. But the point is, uh, I got a bachelor's degree in theater. I changed my uh, I changed the airline stewardess down here. They used to train stewardesses outside of Kansas City. So I chased her down to Alabama and got a scholarship in theater. She flew off, and there I was. Uh, as, you know, as a theater there you go. major. And uh, I spent a couple of summers in New York. And uh, mostly on the stage crew, but uh, I did do a show with Carol Burnett called Annie, Annie Get Your Gun. But the point is, wow. uh, 
I thought I went up there. I thought, my goodness, these people have talent. I mean, I mean, they, they didn't just uh, you know just act or just dance. I mean, they could sing, dance, you know, speak a foreign language, do acrobats now with circus Olay. I mean, they. I mean, this, it was, and I said, you know, I don't know if I could do all this. <laughs> I better get a, I better get a degree. I mean, I better get a, at least a teaching certificate. So I did. Yeah. And uh, when I was hired, I thought I was going to be the, the theater person, the theater coach. And the guy said, no, no, I want you to coach debate. So oh, that's I, right. I that's debate. right. Yeah. That's and right. Uh, that, you know, those teams were very successful. And then the University of Alabama called me and said, you know, we want you to come up here teaching. That's, and I did that for seven, total 14 years of coaching debate. But it's a it's a it's a road job you're traveling all over the country with a bunch of kids yeah yeah absolutely yeah that's right and i so, mean it's just uh, it's just it's just as if you were you know um coaching softball or you know you know the, the swim team let alone anything else i mean you know we we got we got we got a schedule and we got our tournaments you know so right. let's and, do you it. know the year they won the national championship when i was coaching uh I got a thousand dollar raise, and the football coach got the ten thousand dollar raise. See how it went? He didn't win. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a bum! <laughs> it, was, it was interesting, to, you know, just to travel all over the country, and you learn how to think. That's what I, you know, I learned how to say, "Hey, listen, I can find some information that that says the sky is pink." Yeah, I mean, it's it's out there. Somebody will say something that's, and uh, and I, I tell you what, it forced me to kind of find the truth about God. I mean, wow. not just to take somebody else's, you know, not just to have my parents' religion, which I think everybody does at the beginning, but but to have my own my own relation, my own religion, and my own relationship. Wow. With God. Yeah. Wow. And it, it caused me to look, you know, to research it out. Hey, is this are you serious? Somebody died or rose from the dead? You know, is there some evidence that, that this happened? Well, by golly, there is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you think <laughs> so. <laughs> That's uh, very cool. That is very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. When so, when when you make the theaters, the theaters help me be a, a minister. What what do you always say? You're the normal one in your family. Is that is that? I'm right? the only normal person. In You're my the family. only normal you know, person. Right. I've noticed that everywhere I've gone in the churches I've served, <laughs> I go in there and I find out. You know, I'm the only normal person in this church. It's just <laughs> the, just, the, just a label that somehow God has put on me. You know? So. That's right. Just wearing your guitar. Um, sure. No, it, it's it is that thing about decide. Well, you don't make. I guess you come to a decision about it, but sure. the realization and 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 a a a passionate. And I can speak for myself. A certain level of passion arose in me at one point where, uh-huh. yeah, my walk of faith isn't like my parents. Thank God. That's right. Uh, not because it's bad, not because whatever, but it's just that, you know, those, those important times in your life and your maturation, kind of like anything else, kind of like I, my my walk of faith isn't going to be the same as Harry and Elvis. Um, That's right. And, and, and to realize that in that, in that God is found, you know, and, and in that God has put you at that place of saying, you know something, I'm on my own way. And it's, right. and it's okay. And in the midst of it, um, there's the power of community and, and the company we keep. Right. So, um, okay, so you, you, you did the thing. You did the university thing. You ended up, um, and also, um, you ended up being a principal 
for that's um, right that was my favorite job elementary school principal yeah yeah oh my god it, it was before no child left behind we left everybody behind but, but we had, uh, I mean, I could do all kinds of fun things. Like I said, I played the, while I was there, I was learning how to play the guitar. And those poor kids suffered through that. For three, years, you know, three years, but, but, uh, three uh, chords, you know, three chords, David, that's all you need. That's right. That's it. God protected me there. Uh, I mean, you know, we had, we had, I'd do funny things over the intercom, like secret scream contest. And, uh, and we would, you know, we had the Alabama ballet come in and do a do the story of the Christopher fiction. Wow. I mean, it was just a, uh, we, there's a college there in Tuscaloosa called Stillman College, and mm -hmm. they have a Stillman College singers came, and I just tried to expose them to a lot of art, music, and theater, and, uh, and uh, because, you know, you didn't get teachers to do that because we couldn't afford it. And so, like, if we taught the Civil War, we'd teach Civil War art, music, and theater. I mean, yeah. so. Uh, That's so cool. So, but that was such a good job because uh, kids uh you know, or they preach the gospel. They don't even know they're doing. It. <laughs> they're really doing it. They actually live the gospel. You yeah, know? I mean, it's, uh, it's so cool. Now go ahead. Now go ahead. While we're at this, go ahead and plug your book. Oh uh, yes, I have a book called uh, 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 "You Did Something Good," and uh, we, 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 that comes out of this uh, business of we, we used to give out these little. I remember these little pieces of paper that's, you know, when somebody would do something good, we'd give them this piece of paper. Or if they did something good at home, yeah. you know, we would, uh, their parents could write a note. And I'd go in the cafeteria and say, this is Jeff, and uh, I want you to meet Jeff because, and everybody in the cafeteria would go, he did something good. And then I would <laughs> tell them. And oh, that's Jeff great. Would, yeah, I'd get a little certificate. And if they got a hundred of them, uh, they would. Our mascot was an eagle. We'd hang an eagle up above the uh, on the ceiling, so kids would come back up to the graduate and look at their little eagle. But anyway, that's so cool. Oh God! You know, you, you think? Of course, the last week of school, they were all hanging around you because they they were like at ninety five and they wanted to get a hundred. You know, they shining their shoes. You, know, you need a toothbrush. You need you know, so. But uh, so many great stories. You know of. Of, of them just so, and I'll tell you what I found. It, 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 without them even knowing it, Jeff, they were walking the scriptures. You know, they were. Wow. Uh, they, 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 things like, uh, uh, well, let me just give you one example. I, I, they were starting to come in my in my office. A lot of them were, were coming in because they had a loose tooth. And uh, and so I decided, well, I'm going to make this a big deal. So. I got a doctor's outfit, and they'd come in, and they'd say, Dr. Thompson, I have a loose tooth. And I'd say, okay, you want to see the doctor? And they would say, yeah. And I'd, say, I'd go in the little bathroom, put my doctor's outfit, mask, and a hat, coat. I'd say, okay, now sit down here. We're going to play some music, and I want you to just bob your head up and down to the music. And they would, and I'd take that tooth out, you know. And, uh, and, and now you get sued, you know. And then I would push That's exactly back right. Play. Yeah. Now, then I push him back into class in a wheelchair. <laughs> well, you know, I thought to myself, you know, when people hurt, they want attention. And it may not be a big deal to me. Yeah. But it's a big deal to them, by golly. And that's the way God is. I mean, you know, we, we take, we think, I remember you said, but God doesn't want to be bothered with this. Well, God does want to be bothered with it. Yeah. He, he does want to be bothered with it. Yeah, and, 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 and part of my part of it is, you know, let's make a big deal out of this. You get the attention. You need the attention. 
because you want the you you want to be feel loved and cared for. It's a big deal. Wow. And um, that's very and cool. And so it, kids would come in the summer. And mamas would, would say, he won't let me pull his tooth when you do it. <laughs> so, uh, he, he was wild. It was just such a great, 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 great thing. You know, I mean, just to, because they're so real. Yeah. It's just so doggone real. Yeah. Learn to appreciate the word company. I want company on my journey. Um, you know, and I, I talk about being an introvert and all that kind of thing. But I like company on my journey. Uh, and realize that in the midst of it, midst of the, of the good and the bad, um, you need company. Who would you say, I guess certainly you could say, who, who has been important to you as keeping your company? And I guess we could take some guesses at that and be right. But um, company that you've kept on your spiritual journey and maybe um, one, one instance where company was real important. The community, let's say, the company you were keeping on right. your spiritual journey in one instance were extremely important. Talk, talk right. maybe a little bit right. about yeah. that. Yeah, when I, my father passed away when I was thirteen. He was fifty-seven when I was born. Oh, so he, it was a kind of an older, uh, older, older thing. And when that happened, that church, I went to this little old church, you know, in uh, Oakley Methodist Church, and those, those, those men just loved me they just took the place of my wow. I mean, they just wow so took me to baseball games and wow surrounded me with care and love and, and tried to discipline me as best because i was kind of a you know wild child i mean I, you know i, I liked the tension and so and I, and I found out that i was funny you know i could do funny and, and in <laughs> fact i got the, i got you know the most funniest in my high school you know and wow and, and i go up the problem with being a funny guy is when you go on a date can't be funny for an hour, two hours. <laughs> sooner or later, you got to give up the act. So, uh, but, but that's, then I, that's, you know, as I, that's right, Jerry Lewis. I, you can't be funny for that's a right, That's right. That's right. But I, I, I had a guy named uh, named Dr. Harry Goodall. He was a minister in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, yeah. He just, of course. He just kind of took me under his wing. I mean, wow. Uh, he said to me one time, and I, this is just, I hope I can say it without falling apart. He said to me, you know, David. When is Jesus just going to be enough for you? Wow. I mean, then if your wife gets well, it's a bonus. I mean, you're starting the wrong way. You, 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 you know, you're praying, you know, Jesus, make my wife well. It goes the other way. You know, it's you no, know, Jesus, you're enough for me. And I know that wow. you can do it. You know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and that, that was just dramatic to me because I have always been, uh, I think, in my spiritual journey, and I want Jesus, and I want to be, I want to be, I want to be good. I want to be, you know, I want to be a good boy. I want to be kind. I want to yeah, be, yeah. I want to be popular. I want to make money. I want. It's always been Jesus, and wow. And so until that happened, you know, I mean, then I decided, well, you know, I need to, I need to, I need to make him enough in my life. Wow. And uh, wow. I mean, you know, when you got a mentor who's not afraid to, to say, you know. Like he, said, he also said to me, well, why do you got to have all this attention? <laughs> but, but, uh, wow, wow, wow. So, uh, That's just so you cool. Know, I haven't thought about Jeff, Harry Goodall in a long time. I had somebody tell me one time, well, I'll tell you, it was, it was a guy named Erickson. I read his book, Wild at Heart. He said, no man, no man, Jeff, should be without, without, a, without a mentor. No man. I mean, because our minds wander too much. We, yeah. we can't keep our mind. You know, we, we got monkey minds. You know, we everywhere. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 
uh, you you got to have somebody. We all of us need somebody who can be who can love us by through honesty. Wow. Yes. 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 And see, the thing is, for me to ask the question about the company you keep, because like I said, community is an overdone word, and and it becomes no. so big that you know it's it's again, I, I speaking as an introvert, the idea of community. That's a lot of people. Uh, more likely, oh, it's more people than I that I really want to know, let alone you know do know. Uh, <laughs> but um, but the issue of company, uh, and in and for me to bring it up is kind of like, and for me actually to do this probably does touch on an internal need on on my part where I want to get back in touch with people because I have returned to ministry. Um, and in returning to ministry, I don't want to do this alone. Um, and with all that's coming in the United Methodist Church and how that's going to pan that's out right. and all that kind of thing, there's go, there's a there's there's already a fracturing, and it's you know the the, the schism is going to be a you know a cataclysmic thing. Whether we think it's all going to be a clean break, and I don't necessarily want to go this way in conversation, but you know the thing that it's going to clean break is is silly, but. I guess in the midst of thinking about all that stuff and thinking about where I am in ministry, where I am in my life, um, I, I want to reconnect with people and, and, and have company on the remainder of my journey or the, the, the big things that are coming up in my journey. Because I don't know. I'd like to think there are big things coming and I don't necessarily want to do them by myself. And, you know, April and I both feel this way that we're together, but we don't necessarily want to have it just be us. We want it to be a bigger group. So. Yeah, it's it's the it's it's the it's the surrendered and surrounded theory. You know, yeah. what I mean, you need to be surrendered and surrounded. Wow, you can't just... be a part of the body apart from the body. I mean, I don't know <laughs> how you do that. You know, yeah. So so, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I but but I you know I think it's important that, that you start with Christ. I mean, the, the beginning point isn't necessarily to be a part of the body, although that's yes. not a bad thing. Yes. But but the, the initial thing is is you know I, I want to be a part of Christ first. Yes. And we've done it backwards, and and so so you get people who go to church, and they don't have a relationship with Christ. You right. Know, they, they haven't developed that part of it. Or right. Not, they don't disciple. I mean, they're not bad people. They just like my wife says this. They just don't know. They don't know. Yes. Yes. So that, that's that's just the thing. Okay, here we go. We're winding down. We're winding down. So okay, I, I said to you, um, we I invited you to do this. We're going to close out because we've gotten kind of heady, and that's fine. Because again, we're making ourselves think, we're making ourselves oh, cry, right. making ourselves. That's right. um, okay. Idle hands of the devil's workshop. Uh, there you go. Brain, by the way. God bless your father. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, your your favorite meal? What, what would you say would be your favorite meal right now? Oh, my mother was an Italian immigrant, so it's got oh cheese and crackers, meatballs. really? Oh yeah, my heavens! Yeah, I visited her home in Italy. It's, it's uh, yeah, and we would have spaghetti and meatballs every Sunday when I was a kid. That's just it's, marvelous. Oh Italians my! Don't, they, they don't gosh. cook for one; they cook for thirty, even if there's just two of you. <laughs> That's marvelous. That's right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, what's the other thing? I know it's, we're going to finish. Up. Oh, favorite artist. Your your favorite artist. Um, well, singer, kid, to, writer. Who? When I was a kid, I wanted to be Dean Martin. Everybody loves somebody. Oh, cheese and uh, crackers. That's so cool. And the Beatles. Those two are my favorite. Uh, 
Yeah. Musicians, you know, artists. You yeah, know. yeah. Yeah. I had, um, we, 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 uh, uh, I, should I say that? Well, we, we entertained, we entertained, I'll <laughs> put it this way. We entertained family at the, at the house, um, a couple Sundays ago after church. And I had, I'm talking about meal thing. I, I, I fixed, uh, steamed shrimp. And let me tell you what. <laughs> let me tell you what. With Old Bay and just, you know, the whole nine years. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just tremendous. Oh, my heavens, just tremendous. And for me, artists, I, I, I did a wonderful job. And yeah. uh, and everybody left full. And that was just marvelous. So, and my favorite artist, it's, you know, it's always that nip and tuck of Bob Dylan or Bruce Springsteen. Because I always uh, imagine yeah. them to be my uncles where... One of them is the guy that comes in and always has a story and always has a laugh and uh, you know does the thing. Keeps is is the big heartbeat in the room, and that's and that's Springsteen. Bob is the one who sits in the corner and goes, "Yeah, that's a pretty good story." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just sit there and not say a word all night, but you love him because you know you know <laughs> who he right. is. This is very cool. Okay, your favorite movie. My favorite movie is The Music Man. Uh, in fact, that whole thing about the evil you close your eyes to a situation you may not wish to acknowledge, indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. Well, you got trouble, my friend. <laughs> right here in River City, you really got trouble. Uh, I love that. I, love, I, saw, I saw that movie about three or four times, and I still watch it every, at least once a year. Yeah. I saw it on Turner Classics about probably, well, this year sometime, maybe before we moved. Um, I watched the whole thing. And I thought I've never seen this, and I, you know that that whole speech there in the city square when he started. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Oh my yeah. gosh! What a wonderful piece of acting and oratory! Oh my gosh! Yeah. What a wonderful song, movie! I think. I think it was the first rap song that was produced on. <laughs> <laughs> that may be true. That's just wonderful. All right, that's great. Told you he was a great guy. See, from now on, you're just going to have to trust me when I tell you these things. David, we appreciate you uh, setting some time aside and having a conversation with me and sharing your story with us. It was great. Blessings on you and your family. And uh, we'll see you along the journey. However you're listening to us, whatever platform you are on, be it Spotify or uh, Google Podcasts or indirectly through Facebook or perhaps even uh, YouTube, be sure to leave a comment. Be sure to just let us know you're out there. That would be great. And I appreciate it. And we will see you along the journey. Bye-bye.